Dear Diary, Have I told you about the amazing children's book, What Do You Do With an Idea? It's written by Kobe Yamada and illustrated by Mae Beeson. You should really check it out. The first time I read it to my child, I cried. Hard. I remember struggling to read through teary eyes, trying to swallow the lump in my throat while tears poured down my face. My child, too innocent to understand why. Here's your spoiler alert. I read things like, quote, I worried what others would think. What would people say about my idea? End quote. And choke on every fucking word because I could relate. I would press on and read things like, quote, They said it was no good. They said it was too weird. End quote. All whilst fighting the tears and the cracks in my voice. My child would just look at me with curiosity, then ask me to keep reading. And then we came to the passage, quote, And at first, I believed them. I actually thought about giving up on my idea. End quote. And I actually had to stop reading. I felt paralyzed. Like I was a kid again. Funny thing, I did. I almost gave up on starting this podcast. But then, quote, something amazing happened, end quote. Quote, I don't know how to describe it, but it went from being here to being everywhere, end quote. I realized, damn. This shit is everywhere, and we need to talk about it. With love and bubble guts, Dolores. Hello, welcome to the Toilet Bowl Diaries. This is our first episode on Super Pooper Tuesday, Dump Day, if you will. Unfortunately, there will be no guests this week, but maybe on the next episode. Okay, so how did we get here? I'll go first. Hi, I'm Dolores. Well, I haven't always been known as Dolores. The first time I met my husband's mom, though, she called me Dolores. She doesn't even know a Dolores. I didn't know it then, but she was right. I am Dolores. I'm always listening. Anyway, three years later, I had a baby. The experience was pretty standard. 27 hours of labor, epidural shot, I shat on a nurse, just normal stuff. After all of that, you know, we took pictures, got cleaned up, measured, 
We got our vitals checked. You know, the normal things. And then they sent us to our room with a chart. The nurses asked us to log everything. When the baby sleeps, when the baby eats, when the baby poops, when the baby pees. What does the poop look like? Is it sticky? Is it soft? Is it yellow, brown, hard, loose? Pick an adjective, any adjective. Not really what I was expecting. Apparently I didn't read those baby books everyone tried to sell me. Anyway, turns out it's really important to study and talk about poop. It's definitely the easiest way to make sure that baby is healthy. Okay, but seriously, the big thing was to make sure that meconium comes out within the first few days. Oh, what's meconium, you ask? <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that's the name we've given to the first bowel movement every one of us has already had. Hey, it's the great unifying poo. It's a black tar-like consistency and is composed of all the stuff the fetus consumes while in utero. Things like amniotic fluid, bile, lanugo, epithelial cells, and mucus. Just standard body stuff. Anyway, generally, the meconium is retained in the infant's bowels until after birth. But sometimes, the baby can pass meconium prior to delivery into the amniotic fluid. This then becomes meconium-stained liquor, which can be a sign of fetal distress. If the baby fails to pass the meconium, it could be an early symptom of diseases like cystic fibrosis or Hirschsprung's disease. Meconium can also be used to test for drug or tobacco use during pregnancy. I wonder if they could tell how many slurpees I consumed during pregnancy. It's amazing what your poop can say about you. Shit, maybe I should start documenting poops again, but for myself. Also, maybe this is why we always look just to see how we're doing physically and mentally. You know you always look before you flush. It's like we all have this urge, compulsion maybe, to do a little investigating before we flush and forget. We'll come back to that phrase. Flash forward to just before the daycare preschool era, and we have potty training. Yes, potty training. Possibly one of the hardest things I've ever done. Little did I know, until that big breakthrough moment, that there was just too much pressure. Pressure to save money. Pressure to keep the house clean, if you know what I mean. Pressure to protect the environment. Pressure to convince a tiny human who, up to this point, thought it was perfectly acceptable to shit his pants in front of anyone and everyone, wherever and whenever. That that is actually not socially acceptable. Jamie Glowacki, the author of Oh Crap Body Training, claims that too much pressure on a child or the process itself 
may cause resistance to all props and potentially the actual potty. Probably because, and I'm just spitballing here. Sorry, Jamie, I didn't read your book. Probably because all that pressure may lead to trauma. I did, however, check out the YouTube channel hosted by Emma McAdam, a licensed marriage and family therapist called Therapy in a Nutshell. More specifically, the video titled Healing the Nervous System for Trauma, Somatic Experiencing. And I learned a bunch of shit about trauma responses. Oh, excuse me. Emma McAdam explains, when someone experiences trauma, their nervous system kicks into high gear. And this is really an adaptive response to perceived danger. Perceived, not actual. So when we feel threatened, our fight, flight, freeze response kicks in. And because we are so good at avoiding and suppressing our emotions, we often disrupt our body's ability to complete the full cycle of healing that allows us to calm down and return to a sense of safety. Holy shit. Can you imagine having these feelings and emotions every time you had a bowel movement coming? Not feeling safe when you think about using the loo? Fuck. Shit. Maybe this is why people struggle with stage fright, bedwetting, obsessive trips to the bathroom, lack of control of the pelvic floor, constipation, not understanding the body's alarm mechanisms. It's fucking nuts. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. Some people don't even have an actual safe space to poop or pee or deal with menstruation. I can't even begin to imagine the trauma they're experiencing. On a lighter note, there's this Rob Schneider, you remember the guy? Rob Schneider bit I heard a while back uh, about potty training his children. It's on YouTube, look it up. He describes the difference between how he and his wife potty trained their first kiddo versus the second. I bring this up because, well, kudos, Rob Schneider. I'm thankful that as a society, most of us have chosen to let the children decide when they're ready. It'll make all the difference. Stop traumatizing children because you don't want to face the embarrassment or judgment. This isn't about you. It's about the tiny humans. I'm not accusing any of you. I'm just speaking rhetorically. I can still recall the moment I changed. The moment I saw it on my child's face. 
The fight, flight, or freeze response was in high gear that day. How did we not see it before? We all lied down on the floor that day and cried. And from that point forward, it was easy. Well, this made me realize everyone has a story and it's about time to share mine. Well, it's about time we all share our stories. That's how I decided I must start a podcast about poop. I hope to encourage others to speak up and address these issues too. If you have a story you want to share, send it to toiletbowldiaries at gmail.com. If you wish to remain anonymous, be like me. Choose a pen name. It's fun. Preferably a shitty one, if you know what I mean. If you want to chat with me on the podcast about a topic of your choice, email me. Toiletbowldiaries at gmail.com. I'm listening. I want to hear it all. Because all of this shit is connected. shit. I promised to give you a brief history of sanitation. Oh, wait, I got it. Are you ready? Not much has changed. Stay tuned for more history of sanitation. <laughs>